The Message Bible gives us a paraphrased translation of the story that I just read in your hearing from the New Living Translation. What we have before us now in our story of Jacob is that now that Rachel has given birth to Joseph, he is ready to pack up and leave his uncle slash father-in-law and head back home. The backdrop here uh, to this part of the story is that now Rachel is no longer a barren woman, so therefore she has sealed her status as a wife and increased her position in the family. And now she is no longer at risk of being discarded as if she were nothing or ostracized because she had no children of her own. Rachel has changed her status and now her husband, Jacob, says it's time to go back home. Laban tells Jacob that he has learned through divine inquiry that God has blessed him because of him. In other words, Laban has become prosperous at the hand of of Jacob's hard work. So Laban, after trying to get Jacob to stay, asked the question, so what should I pay you? And Jacob says, you don't have to pay me a thing, but let's do this. I will check out your sheep and your goats. And I'm going to separate the flock by removing the spotted, speckled ones and the black sheep, and they will be my wages. He also says, and you know what? Let me tell you, just so you know, I didn't steal any. Just so you know, I, I, I stopped my cheating ways. I, 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 I want you to know uh, that if anything that's speckled or spotted shows up over your way, you're going to know that I took it from you. Ah, maybe Laban got excited and said, all right, my brother slapped each other high five and said, all right, I'm going to take you up on that one. Fair enough, we have a deal. How many of you now can hear in the spirit that there's something else brewing in the text? The scripture is getting ready to reveal Yet another conflict, another catch-22 between Uncle Laban and nephew Jacob. Jacob was about to remove the spotted and the speckled and non-black sheep 
And it looked like, it looked like he was going to keep the weak ones for himself and Jacob and Laban would get the strong ones. But Laban, according to the Bible, decided to place his flock under the guidance and protection of his own sons three days' journey away from Jacob. But in the meantime, Jacob kept on tending what was left of Laban's flock. People of God, catch 22s are real, but so is God. Let us pray. Oh God, our Father, we thank you right now for this opportunity that we may come to break the bread of life with your people. Stand us up, oh God. Allow us to be the vessels that you used to speak through this morning. Prop us up, oh God. Give us your words, oh God, that you would have us to say so that people who stop by here will be better for having come this way. Now, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. And since I believe that God still has us on the subject of Cash 22, we can see continuing Catch 22s, as Pastor I has already said. In the story of Jacob and Laban, they keep coming and coming and coming. And so the operative word here is catch, C-A-T-C-H. We've already explained to you in this series what a catch 22 is. And now this morning, we want to have you also believed that God wants us to talk to you about the practical life issues which are in the forthcoming Catch-22s that we are going to have in 2022. I hope you caught that because we will have some Catch-22s in 2022. If you don't believe it, let me just raise my hand and get started for us all. Uh, Y'all know how I love to raise my hand in affirmation because if you keep living, we believe that some catch-22s may happen to you this year. If not this year, just keep on living. Uh, we'll see when they come. So looking at this issue of the catch-22 in practical terms, I, you know, I love the game of football, but I like the game of baseball. So let me talk about baseball right now since it's football season. When a batter doesn't swing at the ball, Pastor I, and the ball is coming toward him, Brother CJ, he runs the risk of being struck out on balls alone. Don't have to do anything. You stand there if it goes across the plate a certain way, the balls will strike you out. Do I have any witnesses out there 
Y'all know the game of baseball. I know you've been going to see the, the Washington team and the Baltimore team. Well, that's in football. <laughs> Cowboys, too, but that, I'm talking about baseball right now. All right, not a problem. But if he swings and he misses, he will get a strike. But if he swings and hits the ball some kind of way, he'll get either a hit or a foul ball. He'll get out or maybe something else. And given our subject today, I like comparing a few positions on the baseball team for your thoughts. You see, the pitcher is from the opposing team, and he has every intention of getting you so much in a catch-22 that you strike out in life. This analogy, we're talking about our enemy, the devil who comes against us. He wants every one of you to strike out. But what is so good for us is that standing behind home plate, because we Christians always want to get home someday, standing behind that home plate is Jesus, the umpire. And he's standing there in the game of catch 22, calling the game in our favor. Keep on trusting him and he'll call your game in your favor. What's more, the Holy Spirit is carrying the ball into the field when we hit home runs, especially since God is in the dugout coaching us all, making sure that the devil's plans do not work. I hope I got some witnesses out there today. The devil's plans can't work when God is in it. Now, I know I've been strong on the metaphorical analysis of something that doesn't seem spiritual at all, but when you are in life's catch-22 situation, you want to find ways to catch God's anointing and catch God's favor. Did you hear me? When you're in life's catch-22 situations, you want to find ways to catch God's anointing, catch God's favor. And now pertaining to the text today, we want to give you some practical and useful ways for you to do three major things. One, to catch God's promise so you can catch God's provision. Catch God's promise so you can catch God's provision. I'm saying it again in case you're writing notes. You also want to catch God's anointing on your life so you can catch God's power. Catch God's anointing on your life so you can catch God's power. And finally, catch God's favor so you can catch God's providence. Catch God's favor so you can catch God's providence. Watch it work on your catch 22s. All righty, Pastor Keith. I think we are headed in a good direction. You all keep up 
with us this morning. I was uh, checking out Genesis 31 and 38, Pastor Keith, and it, it tells us that Jacob labored for 20 years for Laban. Uh-huh. So 14 of those years, we know he worked and received his wives, Rachel and Leah, uh, along with their servants, Bilhah and Zilpah. Uh, and by now, in this place of the story, these women have all bore children for Jacob. Uh, Jacob's family is growing. It's growing strong. Uh, he has now 11 sons uh, and at least one daughter that we've heard about in the text. Um, uh, Jacob wants to leave Laban's house because now he is ready uh, to head back home. Uh, he wants to take his family so that they can live on their own. Uh, and Jacob plans to do this because how, Pastor I, he's planning to catch God's promise of provision. People of God, can we come to you this morning to say that one thing that we want you to know in 2022 is that you must catch God's promise of provision. Anybody out there understand what I'm talking about when I say God's promise of provision? Uh, can we talk about what we need to do to get to that provision? Well, the first thing I will say is that we have to set our sights on what God is speaking to our spirits. You all know that God does speak to us and he still does direct us. He still does does tell us uh, the things that he promised for us um, to, to have in life. Um, as somebody told me some time ago that if God initiates it, uh, then God will finance it. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. Uh, you see, that speaks to somebody uh, who may be trying to get some money for something uh, and the banks have turned them down. Uh, but hallelujah, I'm just come to tell you just to hold on just a little while longer. You see, when God gives you the vision, he will always make um, the provision. Uh, I believe I'm talking about something for somebody this morning. Um, I know that we have seen people fail to step out to do what God has called them to do because why? I can't afford it. We can't afford it. They can't afford it. And the reality, my brothers and sisters, is this. We can't afford it. Not on our own. The reality is that, 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 that we have got to depend on God. You, you see, has anybody ever shrunk back on a task or gave up on a dream or, 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 or held back on a vision because you said you couldn't afford it? Well, I believe that most of us have been in that position or a time or two. Can I raise my hand this morning, Pastor Keith, because I felt that same way as God called me to seminary. I, I didn't know how that would work out. I, I couldn't see how he would do it. I 
couldn't figure it out. But one day, good God from Zion, one day uh, God gave me a thought. And, 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 and the thought was, girl, you better trust me in this uh, uh, because you know you cannot do it, uh, not on what you got. Oh, Lord Jesus. He says, trust me with the plan. If I gave you a plan, I know that I'm going to be able to help you to get through it. In other words, God said, trust me, trust me for my provision. And can I just tell somebody today that might be in that same situation, God is calling you to do something, but you're standing there looking at your bank book. You're standing there looking at your phone saying, no, I can't do it on what's in there. But I just want to tell somebody that God got some funny kind of math. I don't know how he does it sometime. <laughs> oh God. But, 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 but God, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. Can I tell somebody? Somebody, I stand here right now, a year and a half out. Good God, somebody, and nobody could tell me that I could get through it and pay for it when, 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 when I was looking at what it was going to cost me. But God had a way of making a provision. Oh, oh I cannot tell you, cannot talk about me enough, but, but here's, here's our story that we've looked at in the text that talks about Jacob. You see, it was God's will uh, to provide for Jacob. And God has a will to provide for you. Come on, somebody. I, I, need, I need you to turn up the volume on your phone. Turn up the volume on your TV. However you are watching us this morning, turn up the volume because you need to hear that God has a will to provide for you. Uh, you see, you see, it's really not a stretch. It wasn't a stretch. When when Jacob uh, uh, claimed that the, the riches uh, that, that Laban said, uh, I have become wealthy. I've become rich because of what you have done. And in other words, what 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 Jacob was able to do produced an abundance for Laban. But but it was God's will that Jacob's family would also be provided for. You, you see, he wasn't just providing for Laban, but he was also providing for Jacob. Uh -huh. Jacob, when he answered him and said, you know what, don't, don't give me no money. Don't, don't write me no check. Don't give me nothing in a cash app. He says, all I want you to do is this. He says, I want you to, 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 to let me just separate your shoes sheep so so yours will be over there and mine will be over here he said that's all I want uh, but can I just tell you all uh, what Jacob was really doing in this process uh, instead of looking for Laban for his increase uh, Jacob was looking for God uh, to do the providing oh God uh, I need somebody to stop looking uh, in places that you don't belong looking in for your increase because uh, God got it uh, uh, you see there had been years of conflict uh, and years of dilemmas uh, and they and rather than agree on a wage offered by the hand of Laban uh, Jacob said I'm gonna hold on to the promise of God uh, oh yes 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 I hope somebody is listening in this morning uh, you see because what Jacob really understood is that that leopard was not going to change his spots. And Laban was extremely selfish. Uh-huh. And Jacob didn't really trust him. And he didn't ask him for what, but what thing. He said, let me separate our livestock. And see what ended up happening. I 
already told you this is that Jacob ended up taking the ones that appeared. Come on now, come on. We're walking by faith and not by sight. They appeared to be weaker. They appeared to be the less valuable ones. And it looked like Jacob was, um, Laban was getting the stronger ones. It looked like Laban thought that he had outsmarted Jacob once again. But God was working on Jacob's behalf. Oh, people of God, people of God, I need somebody to remember this. You all better take notes and write this down, that even, that God can use even our conflicts and our dilemmas. God can use our catch-22s in our lives to create a new direction and a new path, even, even in it when it looks like our our lives are going way off kilter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Our God, our God can do it. He can do it. He can create new ways. Uh, he can create new relationships. Uh, he can relate. He can uh, uh, give us success in our lives uh, as he determines. Oh, my, 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 come on, I need somebody. I need two or three, just just three, two or three of you all out there in, in Facebook world to just say, yes, yes, yes. I'm going, I'm going to watch what God does and trust his promise for provision. The second thing, the second thing we're going to tell you is that you have to catch God's anointing so you can catch his power. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You all know something about uh, anointing. You all know something about God's power. But hey, Jacob, Jacob thought that he was working under his own thoughts and his own power. Uh, but this new course of action that had come about was done uh, really by the hand of God. Uh, and it really was uh, a show of God's power. Oh, uh, you all saw it in the text. Uh, when I was reading, can I just uh, admit to you all this morning, as I was reading verses 37 through 43 in our text, uh, uh, it was really, you know, it, it was a bit confusing as to what was really taking place. Place. You see, the text explains that Jacob would place his portion of the sheep in front of some peeled branches, which cause stripes on the offspring. I, I had to read that a few times. He says, whenever the, the strong females would show up to the trough, and they'd come in to get a drink, but they were also ready to mate. He would uh, put these white streak branches uh, uh, in front of them, and they would mate in front of the branches, and, and the baby sheep would be born with white streaks. Uh, so, 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 somebody, some, somebody help me. Somebody, somebody help me. Help, help me with that. Now, now, come on, come on, come on. We, we all, come on. We a average intelligence, right? Yeah, yeah. Average intelligent uh, a person um, uh, would understand uh, that stripes uh, that come out on offspring 
um, because they made it in front of something that is striped uh, had nothing to do with their genetic makeup. Oh, come on, come on. Uh, you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, Brother CJ, to see that something else, <laughs> something else is taking place um, uh, with Jacob's animals. Um, uh, you, you, you see, I, I started thinking about it this way. I, I said, if, if, if my husband and I, Lord have mercy, uh, if we attempt to procreate, uh, uh, come on now, work work with me now, uh, and we wanted a female child, um, uh, me wearing a pink nightgown <laughs> would never, could never affect the determine the sex of the baby. It, it just wouldn't. It, it wouldn't have anything to do with it. Uh, so we come to a quick conclusion that there was a greater power, oh God, here at work, oh Lord. There was somebody else working in the process. For real, for real, we can see something that is happening under the power of Almighty God, oh God. People of God, come on now. Many times we have our own plans. We we have our own thoughts. We have beliefs about how it's going to turn out. But I came to tell somebody that God can supersede all of it. That, 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 that when, we, when we check, when we really check it out and see what he's doing behind the scenes, Dr. Brown just said he was a miracle worker. He was a promise keeper and he's our light in our darkness. So he's going to do it for our good. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, Laban, Laban, our, our friend, good old Uncle Laban, he, he thought he had the upper hand, uh, but God was the real one uh, who had the upper hand, uh, and God was the real one uh, who was in control, uh, and as a result, as a result of the outcome of mating the animals in front of the striped branches, Laban ended up with the weaker sheep and Jacob with the stronger ones, and Jacob became a wealthy man. Now, I don't want you all to get it twisted. Don't you get it twisted. I did not come here to proclaim that all of us will be rich like Jacob was, but I came to tell you that when you are under the anointing of the Father, oh God, that great things can happen in your life and you won't even see it coming. Oh my God, it will be like a fast pitch. You won't even see it coming your way. Oh, my, my, my. Even though Jacob had some tricks and some deception in him, he was still an anointed vessel that God intended to use for the greater good of his kingdom. I just need to know who is listening this morning that desires to catch God's anointing so you can catch his power. Ah, uh, that's just my question. My question before I move on to the third point in our sermon this morning. Now, we have already looked at God's provision. We've looked at God's power. And now our third point says, catch God's favor 
so you can catch his providence. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We caught, we caught provision. Mm -hmm. When his promise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, oh God, yes, yes, yes. So, so people of God, when you are really in God's catch twenty-two, there is no difficulty in twenty-twenty-two that uh, that that uh, that you will have. But to, and, and that will bring you to a place where you're going to trust God's providence. In 2022, when a cat 22 lands at your door, we are saying trust God's providence. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. What, 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 what are you, what are you talking about, Pastor Keith? Well, uh, Pastor I. Uh, well, let's see, let's see. Let, let, me, let me see if I can help you. The providence of God really essentially or, or in essence is foresight or making a provision beforehand. In other words, before it gets to you, it's already worked out. Uh, 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 when, when we apply this concept of providence, come on now, it's a, it, I, I know it's, it's, it's a big word, uh, uh, but, but, but it does some good stuff for us. When we apply this uh, uh, concept of providence to our God, it takes on a humongous dimension because not only does God look ahead uh, uh, and, and attempts to, and he attempts to make provision for his goals, um, but infallibly, and he ain't going to mess it up. It, it, it's going it's gonna to do what he set it out to do. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And because it's God's governance, it's, it's God's governance that we have in view it encompasses everything in the universe and is inclusive of every aspect of human existence. I'm helping somebody. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Listen in. Listen in. In God's providence, what he does is he guides us toward our divinely predetermined end. Uh, oh, you all heard Jeremiah say, I, I, I plan to get you yeah. and to give you what? An expected end. And so he always does his divinely determined in in a way that is consistent with our created nature so that when he does what he does, that all glory and praise will go to our God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, 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 where are the praises in Facebook land? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You see, uh, uh, one way or another, is all I'm saying, is that God will make a way for his children. <laughs> and even though we saw that, 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 that Jacob uh, was a, a a trickster and Jacob often was a deceiver. Now, Jacob still knew how to call on 
the God of his father Isaac. Oh my, my, my. Oh God. But can I tell you this? Jacob had been oppressed and he had also been misused. But God honored him so that even this trickster had to trust the providence of our God. Oh, I know I'm speaking to someone this morning who thought you were in a catch-22 that defies God's providence. You thought you had gone so low that my God couldn't reach you. And you thought you were hidden so well that my God could not find you. You thought you were so far out off the beaten path that his providential hand could not pull you back in line. But I came to tell two or three or four of somebody, I came to let you know this morning that our God is still in control of God right now. When we look out of our own window, when we look out of our own doors, when we look out on our television sets or our internet and pick up the news, I know it looks like coronavirus is in control right now. Oh, come on, Pastor. Oh, I know it looks like the Democrats and the Republicans are taking the spotlight right now. I know, I know it looks like violence and all manner of evil is winning the game right now. Oh, but can I came to but I came to tell somebody that what God knows is this that for real, for real, we can do nothing without him. Hallelujah. And when his favor does rest upon us, nothing can stop him from moving in front of us. There's nothing on earth or in heaven that will defy him and nothing will defeat him in the end. God is the providential provision and he made a way for us even before we knew a way needed to be made way when we were in a catch 22 when we were deep in our sin when we were doing everything that we were big enough and bad enough to do god already knew ahead of time that we were gonna need a savior to pull us back to himself and so in his providential provision my god assigned a man named jesus assigned him to an old rugged cross and one day over two thousand years ago he went to that cross
would have some provision. We could be anointed vessels under his power and we would have favor beyond compare. I don't care who's in a catch 22 today. Just know and understand that the God that we serve is able to help you to untangle, to unwind, to get you back in line where he would have you to be so you can do what he's called you to do. The Bible tells us that old Jacob, Jacob was rich, rich because of what God had done for him. He says in verse 43, as a result, Jacob became a very wealthy man with large flocks of sheep and goats, female and male servants, and many camels and donkeys. Oh, it looked like for three weeks now, it looked like old Jacob might be down for the count had a whole lot of stuff that looked like bad luck that was happening to him. But the mighty hand of God superseded everything that looked like it was out to destroy him and turned him in to something that God could use. What about you this morning? something in your life a catch 22 look like it's got you in a place where you'll never get untangled catch 22 that you drug in from 2021 over into 2022 looks like looks like you can't win but we came by to tell somebody this morning that when God catches you, even in your catch-22s, that he can turn it around. Trust and obey, for there's no other way for us to be happy in Jesus. Trust him. Trust him when you can't trace him. Trust him when you don't understand what's going on. Trust him when it looks like all hope is gone. I promise you, I promise you, he will bring something into your life. that will make you give him the praise that only he is due.